0: Hello, hello. This is Oindri back with you to talk about how to PhD related topics. So how this whole thing started was that I was in graduate school. I was having a really tough time. I had a graduate school sitch like most grad students have. And I started a blog. It's called How to PhD and it's at howtophd.org. And then I also have a podcast now, and I have a YouTube channel, and I'm on TikTok, and I'm on every social media platform that you could possibly think of, because I really want to spread this message of helping uh, graduate students out while they go through graduate school, um, helping people find jobs outside of academia, all all sorts of good things like that. So, school career related advice you can find on my blog howtophd.org. and then I'm kind of converting like pretty much all the topics that I've already talked about and new topics on this podcast, How to PhD, which I hope um, you're able to find because it's on all major platforms right now, like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, wherever. Okay. So I, I record this on Anchor, but it's distributed then to seven major platforms. So I'm really happy about that. So today I'm going to talk about how to break up with your PhD advisor. So yeah, this is going to get extra, extra fun. I can promise you that. So this is especially, especially, especially relevant to um, more junior graduate students. Okay, so if you're a first year grad student, if you're a second year grad student, grad student Please listen up, okay? We're going to talk about some very, 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 very important things uh, for first and second year grad students. So let's get into it. Are you feeling unhappy and lost? Are you feeling like, you know, you really don't have that much motivation for your research? Are you feeling kind of confused or, I don't know, generally depressed or any, any of these types of feelings while in grad school? Now, of course, this is very common in graduate school. And you just want to monitor whether you're feeling this a lot, like on a daily basis. Is it hard for you to get up and go to work? Because graduate school is basically like a job and school and teaching and research all combined into one. It's a very difficult time. And I want you to have the maximum support that you can get. Okay. And that's why I'm here for you. So the whole point of why I'm asking you about how you're feeling is because how you're feeling, how you you know, kind of get yourself out there and go to work and do your research, that is all very important for you finishing your PhD in the end, right? You have to be consistent, you have to get out there and do this thing every single day that you're working on. So honestly, if you're not feeling very motivated, if you're feeling demoralized and not really um, finding like that click for you, it might be time to break up with your PhD advisor and go back to dating for a new one. So I say this because I did this myself. I actually switched research groups uh, several times. I think I switched a total of three times and my PhD, the PhD I got was with the fourth research group that I tried out. And I can tell you that it all worked out in the end because I got my PhD in exactly five years total. So it's not that if you switch, you're starting from, you know, zero, is scratch. Like you still apply everything you have learned uh, to this point to, the, to your next group. You apply everything to that next lab. Um, and, you know, like once you find that right fit, everything just kind of clicks and you'll find yourself to be much more motivated and much more able to get the research that done and the work done that you need to get done in order to graduate. So think about it this way, a PhD is a long-term commitment. It's longer than many marriages in the United States. You're, you know, my PhD was 5 years total uh and and honestly that is longer than many long-term committed relationships. So you might need to date a bit to understand what 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 works for you in a professional sense. So like you might need to professionally try out uh, different research groups, different different advisors before you, have found, before you have found the right, right, right fit for you. And until that happens, you're going to feel like it's not quite right and you're not going to be able to be as productive as you need to be in order to finish your pre- PhD. And I think if you end up switching, that's completely fine. Like there is no need to settle for a PhD research group, to settle for a PhD advisor if it's not working for you. Okay. If you're not feeling super excited about your work, it's going to be really hard and that much harder and harder over the years to return to work and to work hard on this topic. So you want to be super excited and feel like you found the right fit. Otherwise, keep looking. So the golden rule, the one golden rule that I ask you to follow when you're doing research group switches is the following. Never burn a bridge, you know. I mean, now there are some exceptions to this. Like if you're a more senior grad student and you've been dealing with some toxic environment for a while, this might be harder to do. But in the beginning, at least when you're a younger graduate student and like kind of new to graduate school, you want to have this mindset of, okay, I'm not going to settle for a research group or research advisor that is not, that is not right for me, but I'm not going to go out of my way to burn a bridge either because, you know, you can, you can actually utilize lab rotations and this, Thing about switching research groups to your advantage because you're also growing your network so like when you're first coming into graduate school you actually grow a bigger network by trying out different research groups um rather than just sticking to the one right so i switched i like i said i switched research groups three times before joining the group where i got my phd and two of my ex-advisors were actually on my phd committee so you know, like once you become a more senior, stable grad student, you also have to think about who is going to be on your committee. And for me, that was people that I already knew, I had already worked for and worked with, and who supported me because I didn't burn a bridge when I left their group. So I will say that not burning a bridge And then also switching can really, really serve you to, you know, build your network and grow your network and then leverage your network. And this is something the leveraging of your network is something I talk about a lot when uh, especially towards the end of your Ph.D. You will see that you will need your network when it comes time to graduate. So. Uh, and, and again, like my final research group was a far, far, far better fit for me than anything I had tried before. Like I felt within the first month of switching into the final research group that I had done more science and I had been more productive than I had been in like the whole two years before that, you know, as far as, um, being product being productive with science. Like, of course I was going to class and I was doing teaching and all this stuff. And I was trying to do research in those other research groups where I was before my final research group, but I really didn't feel as if they were the right perfect fit for me. And that this one really was. And once you find that right fit, you'll be amazed with how productive you suddenly are, okay? So, and let's just be real, even in an ideal research group, grad school is really, 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 really hard. In my humble and, of course, biased opinion, the grad school experience is not worth going through unless you have found an advisor group research combination that clicks for you. Okay, you need to be filled with that much needed motivation to return to school day after day, maybe night after night for several years. It's like five and a half years average in the U.S. and then for some disciplines, it's a lot longer to work the hardest you've ever worked on something. So if you're not, if you don't think you've met your match for a research group, then keep looking. What to do with your current group? Well, most importantly, once again, never burn a bridge. You might want to switch for a number of reasons. I hope it is something like you don't feel passionate about the research or that you don't like the particular advising style. Hopefully this is not more traumatic than that, although it can be. And sometimes, and in that case, Uh, I'm really sorry, and I hope you get help. Actually, whatever the situation, get help. Talk to someone, senior grad students, classmates, administrators that you trust, other professors, counselors. Share your experience to evaluate your experience. So you might not know how shitty your experience is until you share it, and that helps you to evaluate it. So don't keep suffering without... um, getting help is what I'm trying to say. That's completely okay to get help. I think it is possible to leave a group without making enemies, unless, of course, the situation is very extreme, like, I don't know, sexual abuse by the advisor or something. I mean, that happens too, in which case, freaking, you know, I, I don't know, man, like, go to the police, like... Like we're talking extreme cases where you cannot not make enemies. You know what I mean? But otherwise, if it's something more mild than that, try to not make enemies. Everyone is a professional here, I hope. You are. The professor is. So don't feel like you have to stay with them if you if you think it won't work for you in the long run. If it doesn't work for you, it won't work for them either. So you would be doing everyone a favor by making a graceful exit. So trust me on this. And this thing that I just said, that you make an exit, this is especially true if you're on TA or department fellowship and the advisor does not pay you yet from their research funds. So please, please, please don't feel like you have to stay with this advisor if they don't pay you yet. If you're on TA support from the department or some kind of fellowship where they are not having to pay you from their research grants, first and second year grad students in my department Uh, where I went to school, Ohio State, we're often in this situation. Uh, We didn't get paid by the advisor in our first couple of years. We were either on some kind of TA support or some kind of fellowship. In some ways, these grad students provide free labor to the advisor, right? And of course, they're learning and getting experience, but this is also the time for both the student and the advisor to figure out whether they want to commit to each other for the long haul. If you don't think you want to commit to the group, it is best to switch while you're still free to that advisor. You want to break up with your PhD advisor and move to the next one and give them some of your free time, okay? And by free time, I mean that the while you're getting paid through teaching support or uh, fellowship or something, where that advisor wasn't paying you, but you know there is some other source of money. Especially when there's other source of money, you have all the leverage in the world to try out all of these other research groups that you might want to try out and and just kind of try out opportunities until you find the very right one. I've learned it the hard way that few, not all advisors, are happy to string you along when you cost them nothing. So if they're not paying you out of their research grants, they're happy to string you along. like They don't care. And this is, of course, not true for all of all advisors, but some advisors can be like this and they kind of have the following features. They don't really care about you or your Ph.D. They never they were never that interested in helping or teaching you in the first place or in advising in general. I know weird since it's at least part of their job to be an advisor slash teacher. These advisors are typically hard to get a hold of, hard to set up appointments with or get feedback from on your project. They probably never gave you much direction or resources. Maybe they conveniently did not introduce you properly to the rest of the group, so they were never that serious about you. You know, this is kind of like dating too. Like if your boyfriend or you know quote unquote boyfriend doesn't doesn't uh, introduce you to his friend's big red flag they might have failed to mention or introduce you to the other student that they took on from your year that is your competition so they might be two timing you in other words and they want hundred hunger games in their group cuz they can have it like they just you know they take a bunch of students and they know that some of them will leave and they'll they won't actually take everybody in the end and they don't really they could not care less about how the outcome might affect you or your career so just like These sort of terrible professors don't really care about you or your career. You don't have to care about them. You can freaking leave them, you know, leave them for a better, better research group, a better fit for you where your career will be served better. And I have a sample email for when you have to break up with your PhD advisor. Okay, so like some I, I actually recommend sending an email Telling them that this is happening, and then you can always meet with them afterwards to discuss, like to do that exit um, meeting. But I actually have a sample breakup email for you on my blog. Uh, So go to my blog, howtophd.org, and you can find this blog post. I'm gonna have a link to this uh, blog post on the podcast as well. And you can go find this email. And I know what you're thinking breakups should be always done in person. But honestly, I've learned that in particularly toxic cases, it is best to disengage and be easy on yourself, right? Like if you're able to break up in a more civil manner by sending an email first and then giving them a quick hi and bye afterwards in person, if that's your way of doing it in a more professional manner without like breaking down and telling them everything that you feel, then this is the more... Uh, recommended way of doing it. The more you meet in person and keep engaging with them, the more likely it is to end badly and burn bridges. This is kind of like a breakup, like it's an actual real breakup, uh, except it's not for a romantic relationship. But just think about breakups, right? You want to keep them as minimally damaging as possible. You need to start avoiding this other person and politely disengaging. You don't need to keep meeting them. You don't need to tell them details about your next steps. You're leaving because this was a bad fit and you have every right to leave. So don't let them hold you back and do all these things right, that would delay your progress. Just be very, very, very selfish about this. Your time is yours and there's no need to keep giving them more of it. The world belongs to people who value their own time avoiding does not necessarily mean ghosting it's not like you just you know disappear on this person you 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 should let them know that you're you're moving on but you know you have made up your mind about breaking up it is best to let them know that you're breaking up and then proceed to move away you don't want to keep seeing them sometimes a professor who was perfectly happy to neglect you and mistreat you will suddenly become totally possessive When you say you're leaving, and even try to hinder your chances of finding a different group. This is from my own personal experience. So don't underestimate uh, what a toxic person might start to do and how they might behave once they know that you're trying to leave. Okay. So just be careful about these transitions. Just take my warning and keep this in mind and do this as um, gracefully as you can and without burning bridges as much as you can, okay? But I, I understand that this is difficult. This is why I have a whole podcast episode on this. Just think abusive relationships. The parallels can be remarkable. Um, you can't totally avoid them. In my experience upon uh, up, upon receiving that breakup email that I, I I share in the blog post, professors will ask to meet to discuss the experience, make sure everything is okay between you two. Again, be very professional and keep this meeting brief. No need to show your true feelings when you break up with your PhD advisor. They don't have to know and they might not deserve to know. Like they might not deserve to know what you have been through. Talk to your therapist or a friend about your true feelings. There's no reason to tell the professor you're leaving about your true feelings, okay? When you know you're going to exit, make exit. Make that exit as grateful, graceful as possible. Who knows? The whole thing could be really positive. So I'm trying to cover all the types of cases but you never know like for some of the breakups i had they were really positive and they were happy to be my friend and support after i left like for example maybe something like funding or availability of positions didn't work out but the advisor and you really liked working together you know like not every breakup has to be bad not now you have a professional contact in that department if they cannot be on your if they cannot be your advisor they can be on your committee you know, ask them to be on your committee if you're if you're comfortable with that. if you if you would like that. maybe they can write you a recommendation letter someday. Like my ex uh, professors wrote me ex recommendation letters. Like it all worked out. Like if possible, if you can be friends with them, be friends with them. This doesn't have to be like an end all be all oh, we are breaking up. We're never talking again, kind of thing, right? Perhaps you can write a paper with them. All sorts of things is possible. When there's a breakup, Just know that you're opening your options up. You're opening yourself up to the entire world and you have a great, bright, new future. Go uh, conquer it and good luck. Good luck, good luck, good luck. And please check out um, my blog post on howtophg.org for that sample breakup email. Um, All the very best to you.